Ladies and gentlemen, sitting down today with Boston Pride's own Tori Sullivan. As you may have heard, unless you're living under a rock, the NWHL is coming back January 23rd. They're going to be in the bubble for the Isabel Cup. They're going to be playing, getting excited for their season. So I get to sit down with Tori today, pick her brain about the offseason and what's going to happen. So without further ado, Tori, how is everything going with you? Uh, everything's going well. What about you? You know what? Can't complain. We had a spike here in cases. Nothing compared to anywhere else. We went up to a whopping, I think, 100 cases overall throughout the province. Oh, wow. And they locked us down for a couple weeks. So we're living through that right now. But obviously, numbers are going down. So hopefully, everything gets lifted again. But it's it's a stark contrast to see our 100 cases to, you know, Toronto or out in the States you know, thousands of hundreds of thousands of cases happening a day. And we're over here with our hundred cases locking it down. Like it's the same <laughs> level. So you, you look at the perspective and you're like, Oh, well, we're not doing so bad. <laughs> what about your daughters? Are your daughters just like, it seemed to get out. <laughs> well, we've been kind of lucky because uh, my daughter, my youngest daughter, she just started cheerleading this year. Uh, she's two and a half, almost three. So she's just learning the motions and having fun running around on a mat. But my eight-year-old, it was really hard in the beginning because they didn't have the opportunity to, you know, do cheer. And then they brought it back. I think it was around August, September-ish, where they were actually allowed to go to the mm-hmm. gym with their team. They basically just had to make sure you had your mask on, you know, socially distance and all that different stuff. And you do the motions, and you know, it got to the point where they were actually able to put together a routine and stuff and do the normal stuff so it was good but you know when it happened and they shut everything down again it's it's hard because they try to do it over zoom and you know zoom's great if you're talking with someone but trying to do you know trying to do motions or you know trying to watch people do you know a backhand or whatever it is you know even if you're watching a coach i've watched guys do you know drills for hockey through zoom and you know, they're watching and the guy goes out of the camera and you don't know what he's doing. So it's like, well, what's going on there? So she's kind of in that, that realm. But for them, it's been it's been hard, right? Because they can't do their normal things. They can see some of their friends and then restrictions happen. You can't see anybody. And it's hard to explain them the ebbs and the flows, right? They only understand yes or no, you know, especially when you're two and a half, three and you go to daycare and you're used to seeing everybody. Then all of a sudden you can only see five kids so for her, it was a little difficult. And Bella, she's eight. She kind of gets it, but she doesn't understand why things aren't starting on time, like hockey and, you know, why isn't this going on? Why aren't we watching games on Saturday night? And she's asked a couple times, you know, did I do something wrong that I can't stay up and watch the hockey game? I said, I said I'm not watching the hockey game. I said, there's nothing you done. It's just there's no hockey to watch. And then, obviously, you guys came out before the NHL and announced the Isabel Cup, and we were talking about that, and she's all excited, and she's asking me, you know, what team should we pick to cheer for? And I said, I don't know. We know Carly from the Buttes, and we know Tori from, from um, oh, my God, drawing a blanket just now. I said, Bob, the Boston Pride, and then we know Soroya from the Riveters. I said, I don't know, man. I said, you got to pick one. I said, I, 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 I didn't try to lean her in any direction, but I said, you know, I've talked to Tori, and I'm having her back on. She's like, I'll have to listen and see. So. Not not kind of pressure or anything, but Boston's pretty pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it would be a great choice. Well, she's she, she's a little reserved on trying to cheer for the Toronto team because she said, "Well, Dad, don't new teams that come in not have the best track record?" I said, "Well, unless your name is Vegas, I th- I think they, you know, they're kind of the anomaly right now." But I said, "I don't know. They, they may have a good team too." But 
I don't know. She's going to pick one. She's going to put her hat on and she says she's going to stick with it. So we'll have to see when everything starts to shake out. But I told her I was going to be speaking with you again. And she got all excited and she's like, oh, you got to ask, you know, what she's doing for preparation and, you know, how she finds her Zoom lessons. And I I told her, I said, I don't think she's doing Zoom lessons, buddy. I think they're on the (laughs) ice actually doing it. So, but uh, I I, want to ask, you know, obviously it's been a long off season. So now you guys are getting back onto the ice and, you know, getting the feel of things and getting the, uh, the legs going, um, you know, what's it like being around everybody and, you know, is there any contentious feelings and especially, you know, where everything's so uncertain, we know the January 23rd is when we want to do this in the bubble tournament for the NWHL, but you know, everything is so fluid with this coronavirus. I wonder what you guys are talking about and how does it feel to be back on the ice and ripping it up? Um, it's been awesome. Um, I know that just as a team collectively, we were just dying to get back on the ice and practice together and see one another. Um, and practice has been great, high energy. Um, we've been together, I think, practicing for two months or so. Um, and it's been good. Uh, we've had one kind of Corona type situation where we had to, kind of lock ourselves down for for two weeks but other than that um we've all been really good about being cautious and um we all want to play so and not have to to quarantine so i think you know now that we're getting closer to january i think that's kind of a huge thing that we're um being careful of is just kind of um making sure that we stay in our little kind of own bubble for right now um and obviously um prepare for uh the season which is great we (laughs) we weren't sure what was going to happen um but the league has done an amazing job and they're working like endlessly on um getting us out to lake placid which we're very grateful for um yeah well, you look at the the whole situation, and I want to ask you, you know, going into this, are you guys getting tested? Is it on you to get tested yourself to make sure that I've been clear? Is the team taking care of that, or is the league? And if so, I'm wondering for you, you talk about a mini bubble. Um, is it just like self-imposed that you guys are only going to be within this kind of group of people, or is it just within the team that you're talking about for, for staying with close contact? Um, yeah, so we, we do get tested every week. Um, I'm not actually sure about the other teams. I, I feel like this would be like a league wide thing to do. Um, and that's my guess. Um, just so that all the teams, you know, can, can remain in practice and, um, keep every, keep everyone safe and, and healthy and whatnot. Um, and then for, for us, we we haven't really we kind of all like outside of hockey. If we're not you know working with like at a school or a hospital, we pretty much only all just hang out with each other. If we do end up um, you know wanting to get out of the apartment a little bit, but for the most part, we we've, we've all been really super careful about um, kind of keeping our circle small and, you know, not overdoing it. 
on the weekends or, uh, you know, making sure we're not in any high-risk situations. Um, and it has been, I guess, easy-ish. Things are pretty still closed down here, so there's not much to do anyways. Um, but yeah, so we've, we've been, we've all been pretty, uh, pretty um, uh, close on um, those terms and, and making sure that we keep our circle as small as possible. So in getting prepared for this season, obviously you guys are having your camp, you're skating, you're doing everything now. Um, I look at the the way this is set up, obviously going to be there in January. Did they give you, um, you know, this is when we're planning on going. I know you look at the World Juniors, teams are going to be getting there, have to quarantine different things because you're coming to a different country. But I'm wondering how far out are you guys going to be from when you get there to when you actually start playing and Obviously, everybody's going to have to test negative during those times. Um, but did they give you a window, or is it just uh, we're going to be there a couple days before and we're going to wing it from there? Or, obviously, there's a plan in place, but I'm just wondering what they gave you as kind of like a timeline of what's going on. Um, I do not know the question to that answer. I'm sure that it's been talked about. Um I need to refresh my memory. I I, I want to say that we'll probably all get tested before, like right before heading out, and then right when we get there. Um, and I think we'll we'll most likely just start playing like um, as soon as we can um, once we're there. That's my assumption. Um, but personally, I just whenever. Whenever we go, whenever we're playing, like I'll be there. I'm I'm ready to go, <laughs> um, type of thing. So, um, yeah. Well, in getting prepared for this, obviously, I look at your stats last year. Obviously, you know, just over a point per game player last year. What are you looking to bring? This is going to be different. Obviously, it's condensed, uh, different way of doing it, but. For you, what are you looking to bring and what are you looking to duplicate? Obviously, everybody's kind of had the same amount of time off from actual gameplay. But for you, what are you looking at for out of yourself? And then obviously, what do you think the uh, the overall gist for the, the pride is and what they want to accomplish here? Obviously, you want to win everything, but you know there's a whole lot of other things that go into finally getting back into game shape, getting ready for whatever this is going to be, then bubble life, the mental strain for a little bit that you're going to be there. So for you, I'm wondering what the preparation is like. Yeah. Um, well, I'm personally, I'm just, I'm super excited. And when it comes to, to work, which I know a lot of people are a little um, just concerned or not concerned. They're just stressed, stressed out a little bit about um, like the three weeks that they'll be missing uh, um, work outside of hockey. Um but uh, personally, I feel pretty good about that. Um, and I think just going into the bubble, I'm I, I'm pretty much just looking to just have fun. And I don't really know what to expect. Um, and we haven't quite gotten our schedule yet. So I can see us obviously playing like a, a bunch of games in a row with not like a ton of turnaround time. Um, so I think going into the bubble, trying to prepare um, for that and mentally prepared, like knowing that, you know, 
we're going to have to go into games most likely with tired legs or um, uh, fatigued and whatnot. Um, I think that's a huge, a huge part. Um, and then I'm also thinking um, that, you know, obviously we haven't played a game in, <laughs> in well over uh, the 11 months or so um, since last March. Um, so I know that a lot of other teams are in the same boat. So I think it's just whichever team um, on that week, on that given day, week, um, for three weeks brings it and um, is the most prepared. Well, look at you guys being together for, you know, the two months so far and then obviously going into January and getting to be together. And you say, you know, with things being locked down, you guys are spending time together off the ice as well. I can't speak for any other team, but, you know, I would say that would probably be a good thing, obviously, for chemistry, you know, and just being able to read off of one another as well. That will go volumes above. And, I mean, everybody's going to have tired legs. It is what it is. It's so condensed. Um, you know, I look at everything that's going to go into this and I look at the teams that have the best advantage. And I would say you guys probably have one of the best advantages just because of, you know, what you guys have gone through for the past through, you know, few years, you know, winning, you know, being able to grind. And I don't just mean yourself. I just mean the team as well, you know, and, and knowing what it takes to win and having that there. I'm wondering, do you guys talk about that? Do you draw inspiration from that? And also I want to ask, um, you know, you watch the NHL bubble for the playoffs and all the grind that went on there. I'm wondering if you've picked anybody's brain, whether it be you know, a player, scout, GM, whatever, from the NHL, just to see what their bubble was like. Yours isn't going to be quite as long and strenuous as theirs was, but it's still going to be, I think, a mental battle where you're kind of in that hub and you can't really go anywhere and you're going to see the same teams every day and the same people and, you know, sometimes, you know, you have things on ice that are set or whatever, and then you got to share the same elevator or the same lunchroom or whatever. So I'm wondering if you have spoken to anybody about that for your for your time going in the bubble here. Um, not really. We, well, personally, I haven't. I think that's actually a, a question that a lot of um, the players on, on on the Boston Pride have is kind of like, are we going to be able to? you know, like roam around a little bit, like, because, uh, you know, the city of, you know, Lake Boston is super, super cute town and, and whatnot. Um, so we aren't quite sure how that kind of worked out with um, the NHL and how they were able to, um, how they were able to maybe like get out in, uh, of the hotel room or, or if they were able to even see like their their families at any point. I know that they were super strict about that, so I assume not. But I think that's one thing that we're also wondering: are like, will we be able to like meet up with anyone outside of it? Um, but yeah, I'd say those those questions are still kind of um, unanswered well, for it, it would, most it would, of us. It would um, change a little bit too, yeah. because obviously everything's so fluid, right? I mean, you could say something today, and then when you guys get to Lake Placid, everything could be completely different. And, you know, wherever you are could have low case numbers and you may be able to roam around and, and do more. I know with Toronto and Edmonton, they were kind of locked in their 
perspective bubbles and you know you're allowed to roam around courtyards or whatever they had set up but this is going to be the winter time i don't think you guys are going to want to be sitting outside in lawn chairs you know and you know minus 20 weather or whatever you know it's not exactly the same kind of situation it's not the summer so it's it's a lot different uh in that regard so i do hope they let you roam i do hope that you know you guys are allowed to get out and do things because no matter what two weeks of uh whether you're in a hotel room or whether you're in a compound or whatever, you know, that's still going to gonna wear on your mind a bit where you don't see friends or family or get to just even stretch your legs beyond the rink in the, the hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, and then back to your other question about um, previous years and please, um, for example, I guess last year's, you know, motivation. Um, I think we all obviously reflect on, you know, um, personally, um, last season, and I'm sure the older girls on previous seasons before. Um, but, you know, we're, it's a new season. I think like our mindset kind of going in is, you know, brand new slate, um, new team, um, new atmosphere type of thing. And, um, I think what does get us going though is that, you know, it's been a while since um the cup's been in boston so i know that um last year having it having not exactly gotten the chance to to finish it off or having the opportunity to 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 finish and and, um and hopefully i've beaten um the white house um i know it's something that it just still in our heads is like gosh like that's that kind of sucks. Like we, we worked super hard all year and um, had a special team and then to kind of not be able to, um, in a way, I guess be rewarded, um, or at least have like the opportunity to, you know, put all of our efforts out there. Um, really kind of mentally was, was tough. Um, so I think this year, um, we're all just, you know, super excited and doing everything that we can, um, similar to last year and hoping that, you know, um, hopefully that this season, you know, it, um, everything kind of stays on track, um, that we can get to, you know, the place where we were, um, or even better. Well, yeah, so hopefully that we're, you know, better than, even better than last year and, um, yeah. Would it be fair to say you guys are kind of planting the uh, the unfinished business flag for this? You know, you're you're sticking that down yeah. and saying this is what we need to get done. You know, it's unfinished business. We we were supposed to, you know, we could have and we didn't have the opportunity to and this is the time where we're going to plant that flag and this is what we're touting the you know, the pride's unfinished business. Yeah. No, absolutely. I know um yeah t-shirts that say revenge tour and whatnot um but yeah i think that's definitely a huge uh motivator for us is um you know we want to be back in the same sort of position you know championship games last year and you know hopefully can um bring ourselves um a cup but Obviously, one practice at a time right now, we're, we're thinking one practice, one day at a time, 
um, just to see, you know, see what happens and, and um, kind of try to try to just make the best out of every um, practice that we have and hopefully get into games. <laughs> Well, no, it's, it's definitely coming. And, you know, the 23rd will be here before we know it, and we'll be watching everyone play. And, you know, I can't wait to see everything start to get onto the ice and start to see you guys' revenge tour, unfinished business tour, whatever whatever the flag is, we will be flying it proudly and supporting you guys. And I, I look at all the influx of talent in the league and I look at the different things that have gone on between teams, whether it's trades or, you know, different players coming in, et cetera. Um, if you could take your pride cap off just for a second for the Boston Pride and just, um, you know, who's someone you're looking forward to? If you get the opportunity to watch some of the games, is there someone you're looking forward to uh, see play? Um, not necessarily go up against, but just watch their game and see what they're doing. And, you know, there's lots of big names. And I know you look at the guys throughout the NHL. There were other teams taking in. You know, you look at Sagan taking in some of the games going on in the Western Conference or Maple Leafs sitting in the stands watching as well. I'm wondering for you, A, will you sit and watch other teams? And B, is there someone you're excited to watch play? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's what's, what's awesome about, you know, um, NWHL and the season. That there's so many great players and a lot of great teams. You know, I'm looking through the rosters and there are a ton of uh, amazing players that, that came from um, uh, a lot of good hockey programs, college hockey programs. Um, but I, I would say for Boston, like I, I know, I think we've, we've kind of talked about it um, a little bit, like a team that we'd um, really like to, to see and would want to play would be Toronto, you know, and the, of course, like they're the new, the new team in the league and they're uh, super talented. Um, you can already see that they um, they definitely have a lot of talent on their team. Um, so super excited to to see what they um, can bring and, and have to offer. So if you had to sell anybody on this uh, the cup for you know January 23rd, the tournament's going to go on, every team's going to be there. Um, everybody I've talked to, whether it's been Nick Kiprios, whether it's been Ken Reed, it doesn't matter. I, I've planted the seed numerous times saying that some smart broadcaster should pick this up and put this on TV and make it the event that it's supposed to be. And I, and I hope, I hope someone does. Uh, I know you have to deal, I know the NWHL has to deal with Twitch and that'll go over well. It'll be hugely viewed, obviously, with uh, no hockey and nothing going on. And I don't care what anybody says about the NHL, it's going to be sloppy and gross to start. So it's be better to watch the NWHL and enjoy that um, and enjoy mm-hmm. the growth of the game. Um, but I'm wondering for you, uh, you know, lots of people haven't been able to watch it and they're seeing everything going on between the teams. The interaction on social media is amazing. You know, whether it's TikTok, whether it's Twitter, whether it's Instagram, it doesn't matter. The engagement is there and people are following along. Um, if someone was going to be tuning in and, you know, making sure they follow each and every bit. Now, we want them to follow the Boston Pride, obviously. But if you were going to get someone to follow along and watch, what would you tell them that is the best part about the NWHL and the best part about what is about to happen? Oh, man. Um, that's a tough question because there's just so many great things. <laughs> um, 
I that's think a good thing. Right now, it's you know in the uh, the situation that you know the the world's in. Um, I just am so grateful and and super fortunate that you know the NWHL they just have you know like a group of um, people who are working endlessly on. Um, having a season here and making sure that all the teams are, are, um, you know, uh, are, I guess, like ready to go. And, and I think that's what's amazing is the process uh, in kind of getting the teams and to the bubble and, um, you know, planning, all the planning that has, has probably taken them and, also the planning that they have to do in, in the future now is just um, just thinking about it is awesome. So I think just knowing um, the people in the community, um, the NWHL community is just the best part um, for sure. Just how everyone kind of um, works together and, you know, for, yeah, works together, and they, you know, um, younger players to to go and, and and you know be able to to um, to watch and and I think that's something that is awesome is that um, we're providing an opportunity for um, for young girls and boys to watch and um, just fans in general to you know during this time especially to um, you know provide some sort of um, I don't, I want to say like entertainment, but some sort of, uh, you know, something that they can enjoy and, and hopefully, hopefully enjoy and, um, and watch and something to cheer for. Well, it's always good to be able to watch, you know, competitive sports and, you know, the NWHL is that, and, you know, I've been lucky enough to get to sit and talk to you. And like I said, talk to Carly. And I've talked to Soroya, and you, you look at the different games, you look at the speed, the tempo, and everything that goes into it. It's amazing. It's amazing to watch. And, you know, I, for the life of me, can't understand why it hasn't been picked up by a Sportsnet, hello, or a TSN, watch us over here. You know, it needs to go on one of those networks. It needs to be there, and they have the platform to do it. And if there's any year to set this up and get it going, it's this year right here, where everything has just been so horrible and just it's been a long drawn out year why not add more positive things and more positive things to watch and I can't think of anything bigger and better than watching the NWHL and watching you guys compete night in night out day in day out and you know hopefully you guys do get the revenge tour and you do hoist the cup and you guys do bring it back to Boston and win it because that would be absolutely exciting but I want to say when you get down there and you're you're playing I hope that we can have you on and just pick your brain on what it's like to be there and what the feeling is. Obviously, so much history with where you guys are going to be playing as well. 
you know, I, I can't wait mm-hmm. for it all to get going. So hopefully when you're down there, we can get you back on and, you know, talk about the ins and outs and hopefully we're watching you guys fly up and down the ice and pick up victories. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Looking forward to it. <laughs> all right. Well, Carly, or sorry, Carly, Carly on the brain now. Tori, I want to thank you very much for uh, joining us again on Offside. I look forward to speaking with you down the line. Good luck. Stay safe. Stay healthy. And cannot wait to see you back on the ice. Thank you, too. Say hello to your, your daughters for me. I will for sure. I'll tell Bella and Willie you say hello. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> All right. Bye. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Tori Sullivan of the Boston Pride. They will be down in Lake Placid January 23rd. It starts. Be sure to tune in to the NWHL and watch them vie for the Isabel Cup. It's going to be absolutely amazing like you heard from Tori right there. It is the Revenge or what do you want to call it? The Unfinished Business Tour. This is Offside Hockey Talk, where hockey comes to talk.